0: Thanks for joining us and supporting Vicky Fitness. We ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vickydofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vickydofitness.com forward slash join and register for a $6 monthly subscription. And remember, Keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about practicing mindfulness and participating in mindful exercise. Research suggests that mindfulness meditation training not only reduces stress And anxiety following a stressful episode, but practicing it mindfulness can help lessen stress in the moment. On this episode, I will go in depth discussing the healthy benefits of practicing mindfulness and participating in a mindful exercise such as yoga. There are so many benefits, so much so that you need to start today all this and more on it's all about health and fitness
1: welcome to it's all about
0: health and fitness with dr. vicki hayward doe and dr. virginia banks bright this program is brought to you by Vicky doe fitness a multimedia health and wellness forum now here's your host vicki doe and d banks bright I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. How are you today? Doe,
1: how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's June.
0: It is June.
1: Isn't that awesome? It's June. This is great. The only bad news about June is that June, I hate to be a Debbie downer, but you know, I have to be a Debbie downer. June the 21st means the days start getting shorter again.
0: Yeah, they start getting shorter, right?
1: (laughs) You know, I have all these grandiose things. But it's been cold. I have had all these grandiose about getting up early in the morning. Now the sun is up. You know, Northeast Ohio, it's cold.
0: It's cold now. I know.
1: I know. I had no incentive. I was going to get up. I mean, I'm still swimming, but I do it later on in the afternoon. But I was... Trying to say, Well, let me get up early in the morning and go out, maybe do a little brisk walk or whatever. It's too dogs on cold at forty some degrees. Oh no.
0: Yeah, it is. Forty something degrees in the morning and then it does get huh. it does get a little bit hotter during the day, but you know, you gotta turn your heat on at night. I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Me too, right.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So yeah. Those are the things we deal with in Northeast Ohio, right?
1: Northeast Ohio.
0: There it is. There it is. Well, today we talk about practicing mindfulness and participating in mindful exercise. And so what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is a type of meditation in which you focus on being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling in the moment without interpretation or judgment. You are just letting things happen in the moment. Practicing mindfulness involves breathing methods, guided imagery, and other practices to relax the body and mind and help reduce stress. Research shows that reduced stress lowers our risk, of having a major cardiovascular event such as a heart attack or stroke as well. Research also suggests that mindfulness meditation training not only reduces stress and anxiety following a uh, stressful episode, but that practicing it can actually help mitigate stress in the moment. In a research study conducted in 2013, Dr. Kurt Warren Brown a psychologist at Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, and colleagues, they reported that mindful people showed lower brain arousal in response to highly unpleasant imageries compared with the controlled subjects. This suggests that mindfulness changed how stress-related emotion centers in the brain are activated. Dr. Brown said, not only do these brain areas get less active when provoked, but the reaction may be easier to regulate because it's not so strong. And so today, we're going to focus on simple ways that we can practice mindfulness so that we can manage and reduce the stress in our lives and have that quality of life. And so what do you say about that, D? I'm excited. Yes, yes, this is a great topic. Now, make sure, folks, make sure you subscribe to this podcast show. It's all about health and fitness, Vicky Doe Fitness, on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Tune In, or on any other platforms that you listen to your podcast. When you subscribe to this show, you will be notified when we post a new show, and you will be able to listen to our inspirational and motivational health and wellness shows as soon as they are posted. Go subscribe today and share. Tell your friends and family to do the same as well. Don't keep all the good stuff for yourselves. And make sure, make sure you go to our resources page, vikidofitness.com forward slash resources. And there you will find products and services that will be helpful to you as you embrace a life of health and fitness. And we have a variety of items on our resource list for you to check out and try. We have Reebok, Warby Parker, Polar, iRemedy Healthcare, The Right Stuff, which is a medical supply um, place for caregivers, right online. We have Art of Tea, love tea, right? My Lab Box. You can go and have this lab box sent to you where you can take at home, in the privacy of your home, you can find out you know, your status. You can do your STD tests, HIV tests. Uh, they have um, gluten. You can check your gluten sensitivity. There's a lot of things that you can test at home with my lab box which is FDA approved. And what's so cool is you send this stuff in. And when your results come back, you can have free consultation with a physician to tell you what to do next. And so that's something to check out as well. We have ecolunchbox.com and much, much more on this resource list. But let's talk about yoga. Since we're talking about mindfulness and mindful exercise, let's talk about yogadownload.com. Yoga Download is the premier online destination for downloading, um, streaming online yoga, meditation, Pilates, bar and fitness classes. Um, They've been online since 2009, and they offer 1,700-plus classes taught by professional instructors, including world-renowned yoga teachers and the likes of Anna Forrest. Make sure, guys, make sure you go to our resources page, vikidofitness.com forward slash resources, because you will find Yoga Download and all of the other Products and services there. And remember, when you use any of the affiliate links to buy any of the products and services on our resources page, you are supporting us here at Vicido Fitness. And as always, what do we say, D? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you for your support. Well, D, my my uh, Memorial Day weekend was actually great, you know. Huh? Even though it was rainy, it was raining all day, right? Did you guys cook out? Nate was working like you were. Weren't y'all working? I know. I ran into him. It is. Yeah. So I got a chance to rest up. And then, you know, both the girls, Natalie came up and then Andrea showed up. Yeah. Oh, boy. So they gave a surprise visit. Oh,
1: lady. In the house,
0: the dough ladies were in the house. You got that right,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, great. Yeah, so how are they doing? They were doing fine. Yes, they're doing fine. Um, Natalie finished her first year, right? Her first year, yes. I was just thinking
1: about that. We that that's fantastic. Days are gonna go fast. Oh, my goodness, first year medical school. That's great.
0: First year through medical school. And Andrea, she's doing all her stuff. She did her gap year, and now she's getting uh-huh. ready. Now she's getting ready to go back and do her masters. Now,
1: fabulous.
0: Yeah. So they doing that little thing. They doing gr- that's good. Yeah, they doing grown folk stuff, right? That's it. That's it. That's all you want. That's all we want. That's all we it's want. Crazy. Yes. Yes. So how
1: was your week, D? Well, you know, you said I was working. Uh, Memorial Day, I worked. <laughs> yeah. I had to go and interview for Homeland, Homeland Security people for my global entry access. But, you know, as we start opening the country back up, opening the world back up, you need to have that TSA. I, TSA, I went to visit my mother and my, my daughter and granddaughter and son-in-law a couple weekends ago, and not having that TSA was a bummer. Okay. you got to worry about it adds stress worried about how long the lines are and stuff. So whatever I need to do to get down there to energy. So now I, I own I not only have PSA but I have global entry too. And you know that's great coming back into the United States. Big time. You go right through the doors that the ambassadors and everybody else does. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's good. So you oh, get yeah,
1: that's what I did. Yeah, but I'm off this weekend and looking forward to it. Uh
0: <laughs> I know. So you so you are looking you're trying to get ready to maybe go overseas?
1: I want to go somewhere. You know, when they open up, I don't know what they're going to open up first, but they're looking to open up. Um, well, I did make reservations to go to Hawaii. So I'm going to go to Hawaii at the end of August. But, you know, they've got restrictions there, uh, Vicki. I was talking to a friend of mine who's leaving today. Uh-huh. Her brother's getting married. And, you know, our friend Molly Fields Yes. is in Hawaii. You have to have a COVID test to get into Hawaii, whether you're vaccinated or not, within 72 hours. So, you know, you're not just going to be rolling up into Hawaii with some COVID. <laughs> not having it. No. <laughs> So, I'm thinking that they're going to open up. The European Union is probably going to open up, I'm thinking maybe in September, but probably you will have to. The way, way back in the day when I first went to Europe in 1965, okay. you had to have a little yellow that you had been vaccinated for smallpox okay. and i envision something like that for us to travel you're going to have to show proof that you're vaccinated i wouldn't be surprised if that was not the case so yeah
0: okay so it's coming around the corner then huh i think so yeah
1: i think you know as i tell people you can't go to school without having measles mumps, and rubella and polio and all those vaccinations and they, 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 they won't let you in college without the meningococcal vaccine. So why would they not want you to be vaccinated, you know, for example, in a college situation against coronavirus, especially when you're in close proximity to each other, and why would they not want you to show, you know, vaccination when it will make it better for everybody? I know. You know, that if you're vaccinated. So, yeah, I just said, I was just, just before we had our show today, President Biden came on, and they get ready to offer everything to get to get vaccinated. You see that Budweiser offering free beer? I know. They're going to be offering all these things, and it's a shame that you have to bribe people to do that. But my stance is we're in the middle of a pandemic. Whatever we need to do to get people to get vaccinated, let's just do it. It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. That's it.
1: It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. As, as someone famous that we know said last year, it's it it. what it is. Pandemic
0: is what it is. That's it. So you got to do what you got to do. Got
1: to do what you got
0: to do. What they say, let it do what it do. <laughs> let it do what it do, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, what is going on this week? Everything, Vicki, everything. Everything.
1: Let's talk about
0: Osaka. What's up Osaka. What's up with all that she pulled out
1: of the French Open? Well, she came there saying that was not going to hold any interviews with any of the news sports people because she felt that they put her under a lot of stress. You know, these people put her under too much stress and do it. And then she got a little bit of backlash just for like okay, whatever. Then she came and she played and she won in the first round. Okay. And she refused to meet with the reporters, as she said. And they fined her, I think it was about $15,000. Yes. And then she started getting all this backlash and stuff, and uh, then she said she was going to pull out. So as the article says, in the wake of OSOC decision to quit the French Open to preserve her mental wellness, a lot of people came out in support of her. They called out media pressure the athletes faced. She was subsequently fined for avoiding reporters. Some of the harsher elements among journalists for skipping a news conference sparked a spat with tennis officials in the run-up to her withdrawal castigated for conduct, British right wing Tupwell, British white right television personality Piers Morgan called her world's most petulant little madam. Oliver Brown, the lead sports writer for the telegraph, a British newspaper, accused her of giver behavior. And Monday morning, Morgan said Monday that Osaka was narcissistic and accused her of taking a real leaf from the Meghan and Harry playbook of wanting their press tape and eating it too. Unfortunately, Miss Osaka is also an arrogant, spoiled brat. Fame and fortune appears to have inflated her ego to gigantic proportions, uh, he wrote. And Osaka's public avoidance of reporters and openness regarding her mental health struggles as a young black and Asian woman in the spotlight triggered widespread debate over what should be expected of athletes and if facing questions from the media, while often in their most vulnerable moments, to moment, be upheld or dismissed or... Part of job. Former British tennis player Andrew Castle also took a fight at Osaka, told the radio station LBC that she has got completely wrong, said that players were obliged to engage with reporters and the role was about more than just hitting tennis balls and referencing her dealings with the media, Osaka said on the twenty-seventh of May that she had often felt that the mental health of the athletes was disregarded during interviews and said she would focus on protecting hers and no longer suggesting so, doubt, and negative So, in Japan, fans of Osaka praised her bravery and urged her to take good care of herself. And former tennis star Aya Sugiyama said that she hoped that the controversial decision would create an opportunity to talk about Ashley's health. I hope she wraps herself up in a fluffy bank blanket and takes it until so she feels content. Uh, read one of many sympathetic tweets. While Japanese television personality Yuuiko Demi. Jima told her followers that the star was fighting against herself against pressure, yet ideas against discrimin- discrimination. Tatsunobo, Katsu, cabinet secretary told reporters he would watch over the star quietly, adding that many were worried about the player who was expected to front this summer's upcoming Olympic Games in Tokyo. And the United Kingdom retired English batman player, Gail M., said that new conferences be intimidating, especially for players who did not necessarily enjoy public speaking. A sentiment other athletes, including Serena Williams, often echoed. Williams said she could relate to Osaka's concerns, adding that athletes have different personalities, people are different, making it challenging for those who are introverted to face the interest and scrutiny that comes with the profession. Four-time Olympic champion and British runner Mo Farah told Sky News that talking to large groups of journalists. Daunting and called on people to support the star. While the Center for Mental Health did not directly address Morgan, the taxi charity said in a statement that some of the reactions from UK media commentators showed little, if any, compassion, adding that the reactions to the stars showed deep-seated prejudices about mental health still need to be rooted out. British lawmaker Don Butler also questioned Morgan's column, tweeting that abuse should not be considered part of the job. Knowing your self-worth, Protecting her mental health is to be admired, she wrote, a British lawmaker said. Earlier this year, Morgan was pressured out of his job. You know, after he started talking about Megan, Duchess of uh, Sussex. I know. Lying about her mental health. Mm-hmm. Monday, I said, I didn't believe Megan Markle in her Oprah went for interview. I've had time to reflect on this opinion, and I still don't. He tweeted as he refused to apologize for the attack on her. Remarks generated for the 40,000 complaints to the broadcasters. Speaking of how the media sees women who speak about their mental health, from Osaka, from Naomi Osaka to Megan Markle, from Princess Diana to Amy Winehouse, from reality TV stars to royalty. And I saw today something interesting. Venus Williams said the way she addresses it when she goes to the podium is that she looks out at the audience, no matter what they ask her, and she says, she thinks to herself, none of you in the room will ever play tennis as well as I can, and none of you will ever light a candle. She goes, bam, that's how I handle
0: it. That's true. So,
1: you know, some people are, yeah, and you know, and it's true. Some people are stronger and able to deal with that. You know, Osaka has never really been one that I've known to, like, like some of the players who never saw a mic that they didn't like. But, you know, I mean, I know. Try to protect people's mental health because people can be fragile. I mean, look at Amy Winehouse. They just talked about her. Didn't she commit suicide?
0: Yeah, she did. But she was on a lot of drugs and Diana, stuff anyway. So
1: what happened to her and all of that. So mm-hmm. people don't you know there's still a stigma. Mm-hmm. No matter what people say, there's still a stigma to people voicing their mental health issues.
0: That's it.
1: Despite all the far that we've come and we're 2021 talking about this, 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 mental health, this, and that, there's still a stigma if you dash out there and start talking about your mental health. You're going to be beaten up. Don't you agree or not
0: agree? I agree. But I also think that with, what's her name, Naomi? With okay. Naomi Osaka, that yes, she needs to get help. But at the same time, she needs to get mental health issues together. But she also needs to learn how to deal with that because does. Uh, as an uh, elite athlete, she's going to always... Have yep. to deal with that, so Always. she so she needs to yep. she needs to tackle that early on now.
1: Completely agree. Yep.
0: And get it going on because yeah, that is a part of
1: going away. It's not gonna go away.
0: It's not gonna go away.
1: And just think of size. She wants to stay in the sport at that level.
0: At that level. At that level. Mm-hmm. Or leave. That's it. And here's the deal. Look at all the stuff that Serena and Venus had to go through. They
1: call- oh, my God, calling them monkeys and calling them gorillas. And every yeah. time they talk about them, it's referencing them to some animal. Yes. They do that today. When they talk about Serena playing that, that uh, I can't stand her. I'm sorry to say, Chris Ebert. I know. Every time you hear her commentating on the Williams sisters, it's always in the context of some group. Or some animal, some you know, extraordinary, superior, something. you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
0: some beast or something.
1: Some beast, right? Mm-hmm. Right. She does it all the time. Listen to her. Oh, I know. She does it all the time. So yeah. And yeah. look how look what they you know talked about the these. Bees. Remember that?
0: Yeah, they talked. They talked about them. And what did they do? They had their kept winning, kept winning. What did <laughs> they? That's right kept winning and kept making money.
1: Kept winning and kept making money. And every now and then Richard Williams would come out and tell him off and then he run back.
0: That's it. And at the end of at the end of the day, not everybody's gonna like you. Cut the check. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. And to the bank. <laughs> Have a wonderful
0: day. Have a want wonderful want-a, day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, <my>. Guess what? <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> That's it at the end of the day. That's my attitude. Yes. Okay. That's nice. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, Vicky though. Could you go cut that check, please? Thank you. <laughs> I will think about what what's that? I will I will bring that into thought and I will think about it. In the meantime, could you go cut the check? <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Well, we do have something. A hundred years later, the president goes to Tulsa. You know.
1: Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that talk yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I also saw the CNN the, the, uh, documentary that was produced by LeBron James on Sunday night, which is, you know, they, they still had some people some to so a few, very few survivors. We you know it all happened in 1921, but mm-hmm. on Tuesday you saw a language that's born one of the worst acts of racial violence in the United States. Marking the one hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa Race Riot. Biden outlined his administration's new efforts to combat the country's racial inequality during the speech in Tulsa, memorialized the hundreds of black Americans who were killed by a white mob that had attacked their neighborhood and burned dozens of city blocks. Administration's new efforts touched on a range of issues including small business opportunities, racial discrimination and hundreds of power on the first day of June. Smoke darkens the, dark the Tulsa sky rising. 35 blocks of green wood that were left in the ash and timber, raised in rubble, Biden said, adding that there were no property accounting for the dead nor any arrests. I thought I was right. Yeah. 1,100 black homes and businesses were lost. Mm-hmm. 1,100.
0: 1,100.
1: Many of them rejected claims of damage. 10,000 people were left destitute and homeless, placed in internment camps. Biden recounted the horrific details of the massacre that devastated. Greenwood saying literal literal hell was unleashed on the neighborhood. My fellow Americans, this is not a riot a among the worst in our history, but not the only one. It wasn't the only one. No. Today on Facebook, did you put it on there? Yes. Put on there. Did you put it on there about mm-hmm. yes. or do I have been? How how Massacres that have been in the United States, this was not the only one. I remember one in Wilmington. I don't remember, but there was one in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I'm from in 1898. So the president mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. um, what happened in Greenwood, oh, he said that, but um, he said that, my fellow Americans, this was not a riot of a massacre, among the worst in our history, but not the only one, and for too long forgotten. As soon as it happened, there was a clear effort to erase it from our memory, our collective memory, he said president said what happened in Greenwood was an act of hate and domestic terrorism with a through line that exists today still. Specifically recall 2007 to Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. Virginia, and the insurrection at the Capitol building this past January that Vicki Sloan described as just some tourists coming to the Capitol. Isn't that crazy? Okay, right.
0: Yeah. Just some tourists. Yeah.
1: Calling white supremacy the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Biden also referenced the ongoing debate over which historical narratives around race and slavery should be taught in schools. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know and not what we, and, and what we want to know and not what we should know. We should know the good, bad, everything. That's what great nations do. There's greater recognition that for too long we've allowed a narrow, cramped view of the promise of the nation, this nation's successor. The view that America is a zero-sum game where there's only one winner. If you succeed, I fail. If you get ahead, I fall behind. If you get a job, I lose mine. And maybe worst of all, if I hold you down, I lift myself up. Instead of you do well, we all do well. Biden announced during his speech that President Kamala Harris will lead the administration's efforts on voting rights part of the administration's ongoing work to counter efforts in Republican-led state legislatures to pass restrictive voting laws. And Tulsa, Biden also met with surviving members of the community and toured the Greenwood Cultural Center. Closing the gap, the president announced that he will use federal purchasing power to grow federal contracts with small disadvantaged businesses, many of them minority-owned from 10 to 15 percent, the White House said this will translate to an additional $100 billion over five years. Now, Vicky, I'm just going to interject here and say, uh-huh. rather than hearing the talk, I want to see walk the walk.
0: That's it.
1: I want to see the money in the hands in five years of the people that he's talking about. Because so often, empty promises are made by everybody. Right. Senior administration officials said that Tuesday's new efforts also ain't include new specifics on the $10 billion community revitalization fund included in his infrastructure proposal. The fund will be targeted to economically undisturbed and underdeveloped communities like Greenwood where the massacre took place 100 years ago. The fund will support adapting vacant buildings and storefronts to provide low cost space for services and community entrepreneurs including health centers, arts and cultural spaces, job training programs, and business incubators and community marketplaces. It will also support removing toxic waste to create new parks and community gardens. New competitive grants, totaling $15 billion, will target the people have been cut off from jobs, schools, and businesses because of previous transportation investment, officials said. And the American Jobs Plan will also invest $31 billion to support minority small businesses. Now, Vicki, let me just make one commentary here. Okay. Back in the late 60s, early 70s, you know, there was a, a movement where lots of money were funneled into the black community for various programs. There was theater programs. You know, there were other pro- there was Up and Bound, which is great. There were a lot of these other programs. Okay. But what, you know, those of us that are old and remember these, when you got this kind of money going and funneling, you got to make sure that the money gets to where it's supposed to to be, mm-hmm. because there was so much within, with, with so much money going into, there they, they was not a lot of oversight, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And so, monies were going into pockets of folks that should have been going into, and monies, you know, were misappropriated to some extent. I'm just not being a naysayer, but I'm just saying that yes. you have to have a very strong checks and balances system. When you're talking about this kind of money and putting it into any neighborhood, that's it, uh, to, to do all these kinds of things that he's talking about. You understand what I'm saying?
0: I know, cause just even off that talk, I heard that Youngstown's supposed to get what eight something million, eighty million. Wow. Okay. Well, so, checks and balances.
1: Gonna have to have a lot of checks and balances. Like I said, we all remember the. The '60s programs and the '70s programs that targeted Black communities were supposed to be putting money here, there, and and, and you, you know you did you had you know the fox looking over the hand.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: So those kinds of things don't work. So, like I said, it's a tall task. It's very nice to say, well, we're going to give this kind of money, but this guy, you got to follow it through and drill down on the administrators that are the ones that are over these programs and making sure that what they were designed to do happen.
0: That's it. That's it. And it just doesn't go in people's pockets. Right. You know, for chosen people, you know how people, yeah. Right. And they do that.
1: I'm just saying, I'm not being a naysayer, but I'm just saying this is reality. Now, of course, it didn't happen to all of them, but many of them it did. And I witnessed
0: it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so accountability for that.
1: Accountability, Vicky. Accountability. That's it. You can't have the fox guard <laughs> <laughs> you know the fox Garden chicken. That's it. You know how you have the fox guarding the chickens.
0: That's it.
1: Fox eats up all the chickens.
0: Eat it all up. <laughs> And then be have that. and then be sneaking around waiting for more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's no accountability. You come to the box and you say, "What happened? I don't know." <laughs> Boy, no. I looked around and they were gone. <laughs> That's it. And he's got feathers all over his mouth. That's I'm it. The fox, the- like, well, what happened?
0: and you know and you oh, know
1: oh, no, I was gone, I just left.
0: And, the, and you know how that always happens. Mishandling the funds. That's the that's the term. Correct, correct. Mishandling the funds.
1: Correct. <laughs> like I said, it's great for President Biden to get a, i applaud him. He certainly didn't hear his predecessor. And I applaud him for wanting to do all of this. And I applaud us getting money. But it's in any city. I don't care if it's Youngstown, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Raleigh, Columbus, any of these places. It happens to the best of them. It happens I to the accountability and accounting. And you can't have, I repeat, the fox watching the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he got feathers all over his mouth. You're like, well, what happened to the chicken? Uh-huh.
0: Funds. Yeah, sure, right?
1: ask any more questions? No
0: mishandling the funds, all right? No mishandling the funds. Exactly.
1: You need two or three people to sign off on shit.
0: That's it. And
1: get somebody that... That's the thing that, you know, just drilling down to simple things like that. You have to have two or three people to sign checks. And you got you to have people that know how to do
0: finances. Exactly. Exactly. Not somebody that did grandma's
1: checkbook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you talking about millions and billions of dollars and they talking about, oh yeah, I know how to well what 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 finances did you handle? Oh my grandma's checkbook. Okay, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here's another thing uh-huh. they end up they, they end up you know crazy not-for-profit organizations and then the tax things get all messed up. messed up because nobody knows about non-profits and then the tax people come in and you're doing things that are illegal and like you say all they've been doing is grandma's checkbook and this that and the other they don't understand not not for profit and all of that And then when the federal government comes in that the money that they gave you has been misappropriated because now you're not a not for profit you've done all these other things. I'm just saying I have seen it happen.
0: All the time.
1: It happened.
0: All the time. They don't want to call in the people that truly know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of things. I,
1: I I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: So it's a lot of things that we have to think about you know, when we, first of all, accountability, that's the first thing, okay? Yeah. And then, yeah, they still got to cut that check, though, you know what I mean?
1: Cut that check, right, exactly. hmm Exactly, agreed, agreed. But let's just, you know, let's just make sure that everybody dots all their eyes and crosses all their teeth and get some people in there with some kind of expertise.
0: Exactly.
1: All right. So what's the latest then, D? Well, I just want to briefly, you know, today is the day, June the 2nd, where Governor DeWine uh, uh, on all of Ohio's COVID-19 health orders, including the mask mandate, have been lifted today. Mm-hmm. DeWine rescinded the health orders to perform CDC guidelines for vaccinated people. And for a year, Ohioans he said, have made sacrifices. and Now it's time to have done the work, and now it's time to move forward. He announced that it would be over today and what does that mean more than 4.6 million ohioans are now fully vaccinated but businesses and schools will still be able to require masks and social distancing so in other words if a business says they still want you to wear a mask you have to adhere masks okay. will be present in public life ohioans instead have done a great job during the pandemic and with more than five million ohioans who have received at least the first dose of the vaccine we're getting back to living our lives the way we want said in a statement. However, it is important to still remember that there are a significant number of Ohioans who remain unvaccinated and are at risk, tuning everyone under the age of twelve or that those not fully vaccinated can keep their masks indoors and follow other preventive measures to keep themselves as healthy as possible. Okay. So this includes um standing order, rescinding the following health orders, the directive order to limit access to Ohio scales Centers uh, for the release protected health information to Ohio's responders, requiring the use of facial coverings in children's education settings, retail and businesses, adult day care services, uh, open senior centers, adult care, care services. Now, the only people like you know where you, Dr. Doe and I work, we still have to we will still have to wear our masks. But okay. there's still certain places that will still require them to be worn, particularly health care settings. Okay. So now people who are fully vaccinated will no longer be required to wear a mask. You're allowed to do most activities without social distancing. They'll be able to go to concerts. I guess progressive field today was supposed to have full capacity, but they canceled the game. I can just say for myself, however, okay, I will still be wearing a mask in crowded situations, and I will try to avoid really, really crowded situations if I can at all do it uh, to the extent that I can't. I will still be wearing a mask because we are nowhere near close to herd immunity. Okay. So here you have it.
0: That's it. So we all have to use our brains.
1: We all have to use our brain and the virus is not over. We're still we are still getting patients to the hospital. We had still have patients in our hospital COVID positive and all three of the emergency health um, hospital systems. Okay. And other hospital systems as well. So yeah, so we might be done with the virus, but it's not done with us
0: yet. It's not done.
1: All right. Just one, one quick one I just want to mention, that World Health Organization, trying to be politically correct, has said they would change, They would start using Greek letters to name some of the variants for COVID-19 because of issues with uh, bigotry. Officials at Geneva, the Geneva World Health Organization, said this move would help simplify public discussions about the variants as well as official scientific names such as B117. So they're now going to be called just briefly alpha and beta. The UK would be known as alpha, while the variant identified in India would be called delta and so forth and so on. So, you know, as opposed to, you know, calling people the China virus and all that stuff and China variant, they're going to use these Greek
0: letters to try to minimize
1: some of that. So there you have it.
0: All right, then. Well,
1: thank you, Dee. You are so
0: welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing Medically Integrated Applied Exercise Physiology-Based Fitness Wellness Programs Initiatives, Events, Health Promotion, and Health Education for Special Populations such as Older Folks, Children, Adolescents, Overweight and Obese Individuals, Cardiac Rehab, Women's Health, and Those Who Have Chronic Diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at com To find out more about our own site, and online programs and services go to vickidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about mindfulness and mindful exercise. Mindfulness is taking a pause and practicing meditation and just being in the moment without judgment or interpretation. Mindful exercise is low to moderate intensity physical activity performed with sensory awareness of the physical moment or posture, a self-monitoring or perceived effort or physical activity with profound inward focus. And that would be the definition of mindful exercise. And so we will touch on the importance of mindfulness and mindful exercise, we will give you tips on how you can start practicing right now. And so I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk specifically about mindfulness and mindful exercise and how that we need to start actually doing it now because time and time again, research has shown that practicing mindful exercise and mindfulness gives plenty of benefits for our health and our well-being. Mindfulness, as we said, is a type of meditation in which you focus on being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling in the moment without judgment or interpretation. You can practice mindfulness and doing that involves Breathing methods, you can have a seat, you know, sit in a quiet place and have what is called guided imagery. You can also relax the body and mind and practice yoga. And yoga is a form of what we call a mindful exercise. But all of these things that you do when you do mindfulness, when you do meditation, even breathing technique they all help to reduce stress. There's a recent um, research that was done at um, Harvard Medical School, and it measured brain activity in an area called the amygdala, which helps regulate the body's stress response. They also look for markers of inflammation in immune cells and arteries. And this study found that people with higher levels of stress had increased activity in the amygdala and more inflammation in their arteries. And so they also had a high risk, these folks that had higher levels of stress had a higher risk of having a major cardiovascular event such as a heart attack or stroke over time. That's why when we think about heart health and reducing stress, that's where mindfulness is important for us to learn to do and to practice. What are some of the ways that you can practice mindfulness? And this was given by Mayo Clinic. If you go on their website, you can find these simple ways. And so I'm going to go through some of them. Well, the first thing, pay attention. It's hard to slow down and notice things in a busy world. So try to take the time to experience your environment with all of your senses. And so that's when we talk about mindfulness, practicing mindfulness, paying attention, experiencing your environment with all of your senses, such as your touch, sound, sight, smell, and taste. For example, we can practice mindfulness when we eat. If you eat your favorite food, you know, instead of gulping it down, take the time to smell, to taste your food, to truly enjoy your food. Sit in a relaxing setting and take your time. That is experiencing and paying attention, and that's a simple way to practice mindfulness. Another way to practice mindfulness would be to live in the moment. We always talk about that, living in the moment. So what is that? Try to intentionally bring an open, accepting, and discerning attention to everything you do. So you can practice mindfulness in everything that you do by just simply finding joy in simple pleasures you know, take the time, be accepting, pay attention to everything that you do. Even as you walk around, you know, take the time to experience your environment, live in the moment. Another way of practicing mindfulness is accept yourself. Treat yourself the way you would treat a good friend. And this is very important because a lot of times, even with our talk, you know, we talk about positive self-talk versus negative self-talk. The way we conduct business with ourselves, we wouldn't even treat our our worst enemy sometimes the way that we talk and treat ourselves with, you know, self-doubt, that negative talk. And so a way of practicing mindfulness would be to uh, accept yourself and to treat yourself the way you would treat a good friend. Focus on your breathing. This is a mindfulness exercise and a way to practice mindfulness. Focus on your breathing. When you have negative thoughts, try to sit down, take a deep breath, and close your eyes. Focus on your breath as it moves in and out of your body. Sitting and breathing for even just a minute can help. And, you know, we do have those type of breathing exercises there. And usually I would take the time to, you know, go through a breathing exercise with you. But I would suggest that you go right on the Mayo Clinic website And put in breathing exercises, meditation for mindfulness, and you will find um, different breathing exercises as well. And so these are some ways that you can simply go about your day and practice mindfulness. Pay attention, live in the moment, accept yourself, and focus on your breathing. Now, we will move on and talk about mindful exercise because there are exercises that fit under that category. And as an exercise physiologist, I teach a class. We teach our students the difference between mindfulness and mindful exercise. So the question is, what's mindful exercise? That's the body, mind and spirit, that type of exercise, and it is simple. It is a simple form, that mind-body exercise, and when we talk about intensity, it is the low to moderate intensity exercise. Low to moderate intensity physical activity. It can be muscular activity exercise, but it is low to moderate intensity exercise. This type of exercise, an example would be yoga because that's what we'll talk about today, that has a meditative or a sensory, you're being aware of your body, it has that sensory awareness component. So when we talk about mindful exercise, that exercise will be low to moderate intensity, and it's performed with a meditative proprioceptive or sensory awareness component. Now, what are some type of classical mindful exercises? And that would be yoga, hatha yoga, also tai chi. These are attentive. These are examples of attentive to the present moment and are process driven. This process is quite different from the other forms of conventional exercises, you know, such as aerobic and strength training exercise. And what is different is that sometimes when we do the aerobic and the strength training exercises, there may be a a disconnect between the whole mind and physical effort of exercise. We don't really, you know, talk about uh, mindfulness you know, and thinking about our, uh, what our body's doing and our um, sensory and all of that when we're doing regular aerobic exercise and, and strength training. And so with mindful exercise, the focus is on gaining benefits. When we do these exercises, we are admonishing people to embrace these exercises, to think more of mind body and spirit connection. Nowadays, mindful exercise programs are taught. You can go now to um, places that you can learn yoga, right? They're in our community fitness centers, wellness centers. We got yoga studios and all of that. Even in the clinical uh, rehabilitation programs, you can find mindful exercise, yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi, even simple meditation and breathing exercises. And this is important because research has shown the benefits of um, participating in mindful exercises. They are many, you know, such as improved muscular fitness, improved balance control, improved muscular flexibility, and enhanced self-efficacy and mood. All of these benefits are essential in helping you to reduce stress and to have heart healthy living right also research has shown that practicing mindful exercise helps you to improve your other lifestyle behaviors stress control and dietary behavior that's why we talk about mindful eating mindfulness in your eating Conscious eating, right? Planning, being aware of what is happening, what your food is doing, choosing healthy food and all of that. And so, yes, mindful exercise is important with mindfulness. It's important for our health and well-being. Now, let's think about essential components. What are the essential components of mindful exercise when we talk about yoga tai chi and all of that it's breath centered it's focusing on your breathing and your sounds your breath sounds breathing techniques are employed and that's why we love yoga also it's energy centric meaning the awareness of the flow of one's intrinsic energy or chi right and that's what we think about when we think about yoga and mindfulness, right? It's self-reflective when we participate in mindful exercise, okay? Non-judgmental sensory awareness, okay? Sometimes when we do meditation, we always say, listen, we know that your thoughts might race. That's okay. Let that happen and bring your thoughts back to focus right that is the joy of participating in mindful exercise but yes i want to admonish all of you guys to try try a mindful exercise and i would say start out with yoga yoga is so wonderful because now there are so many styles of hatha yoga you got the restorative yoga You got the vinyasa yoga, and you can go to places around here that have certified yoga instructors that can help you with your yoga movements. And yoga is so great because it really helps you focus on your breathing. It also, because of you holding those poses and so forth, you are actually developing your muscular skeletal, and you have those neuromuscular benefits. And so research supports these benefits when you are practicing the mindful exercise of yoga. You even have improved posture, reduced low back pain. Then there are psychological benefits of practicing yoga, which is a mindful exercise. Research has shown decreased stress hormones. That's important. Decreased anxiety and depression. And those people that uh, experience panic episodes reduce frequency of panic episodes. Um, Research even supports the benefits of yoga, which would be decreased symptoms of pain, angina, asthma, and chronic fatigue. And so if you want to... Think about, which you should, doing and practicing mindful exercise. I would suggest that you um, practice yoga. Of course, when there's an exercise such as yoga, you have to practice safe yoga because, yes, there are a lot of movements that you would have to learn, a lot of poses. Here are some simple tips that I would give you for practicing yoga First of all, the f- first thing is to find a yoga spot. You can go down to, uh, to our vikidofitness.com and, and download, go to our resources page and download yoga, yoga download, because those instructors there are professional instructors. You can also um, find a yoga studio in your neighborhood. And we are kind of going back into our environment, even though we are practicing COVID-safe practices. And so you can go and start learning and practicing yoga. Here are some tips right quick for you to think about when you practice yoga. First and foremost, you have to listen to your body and be in the moment because yoga is about the moment. It's a meditation in motion. You know, some folks say, you know what, I can't sit and meditate. But guess what? Doing those poses in in yoga is what we call meditation in motion. And so you want to listen to what your body and because you have to, uh, a part of yoga is not only doing the poses, but also the breathing technique that is used in those poses. So you want to listen to your body and see and, and what your breath, your body and your breath, what they are telling you, and you want to learn to adjust your practice accordingly. If it's painful, you're not going to do that, right? If you can only do the modified version, then that's what you're going to do. But you also want to challenge yourself, but you don't want to strain yourself. Remember that yoga is a work in, not just a workout, what does that mean? That means when you practice other athletic forms of, of yoga or athletic forms of anything that you do, but especially yoga, it can be challenging, especially those poses and all of that. So what you need to do is this is not, you don't go into it as a workout. You go into as, look, I'm gonna do what I can do I'm going to get the most of what I can do, but I'm not going to strain myself, you know. I will find that line, you know, between challenge and strain, and I will stay within that line, and I won't cross it. Because with yoga, it's a process, and over time, you'll be able to do those poses better. So if you're a beginner participating in yoga, slow down and just work in the moment. Don't buy into the no pain, no gain, nope. That is not what you need to do. You need to feel the joy of your body at work. If you reach a point of where it's painful and you wince a little bit, then you hold back. You back up, right? And scale back a notch or two, all right? That's what you remember. And then you choose function over form. What does that mean? That means how your posture looks in a posture isn't important. And I think that's very important, too, because we want to do the posture just like the, the expert teacher, you know. But she's been or he's been probably doing that for a long time. So look, do the best you can, right? You need to focus on how that posture benefits your body and mind. And try not to muscle yourself into the postures. Relax into them. This is not competition. You're doing what you can. Don't twist your body. <laughs> don't, don't be twisting and doing all that. And you know you ain't you ain't even turned that way in 20 years, you know. <laughs> right? That's it. Because that's a recipe for injury. So all that to say is, yes, you want to practice safe yoga, too. Because even with yoga out there now, it's becoming very common now in practicing yoga. But guess what? People are getting more injuries because they are practicing yoga and they're not doing it safely. And so we want to encourage you that is a wonderful, mindful exercise, low intensity to moderate. It depends on what type of yoga that you choose to do, but also make sure that you practice safe yoga and take your time. There's many benefits of practicing mindfulness and mindful exercise. And I want to admonish all of you to start doing that, you know, so that you can reap the benefits, reap the benefits, y'all. I am finished. And I hope that you got something out of this talk about mindfulness and mindful exercise. What do you have to say, D?
1: Well, I wanted to say that this was really good. I guess one of the main things that I, I guess when you started to talk, the first thing that piqued my interest is because, you know, we're so super stressed now after post-COVID, pre-COVID and all that. You said that, you know, they found higher stress level activity in the amygdala with more inflammation. I believe I heard you say that, and that yes. equated to a higher risk of cardiovascular. Disease, which equated to more stroke and heart attack. Yes. So that certainly my interest with that. The benefits of mindful exercise, and then you know you talk about yoga and tai chi as opposed to all the things you know the aerobics and all of that, as you said, they were tended to present moment. Yes. And so they were breathing. Tended. You know, so much the um, aerobics and all the other a- a- exercises that we do. You know, everybody you just you know you're dancing as fast as you can. I don't. Think anybody focusing on their breathing at all so this is certainly something different a self-reflective type of uh exercise and to decrease our stress hormones which obviously are causing some kind of increased inflammatory process in us. because i have to tell you i'm seeing so many young people having stroke. i know heart attacks mm-hmm. and heart attacks yeah that be something. To do this.
0: yes and so this is a way of decreasing you know, those stress hormones. And yes, we do need aerobics and strength training. But it's also important to include within that week, even if you do sit down and do simple breathing exercises, and a few of the yoga poses. Yes, exactly. Because you are getting benefits. And guess what? Nowadays, we have so much stress coming at us, you know, anything to relieve stress is for the better.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That ends our show. So were those
1: your tips, Dee? Those are my tips. I would just say, you know, more of a reason, again, to, to let me repeat, more of a reason to start doing this is to start decreasing our stress hormones, which equate to, when they're increased, obviously more of an inflammatory situation, which, It's got to be part of the process of leading to more stroke and heart attacks. That's
0: it. So
1: for heart health,
0: let's try to practice mindfulness and find us a mindful exercise, right? Yes, absolutely. Exactly. And as always, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, Go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at VickiDoeFitness.com.